Hey everybody, I'm Jenny Stone and you're listening to Season 8, Episode 3 of HR Rescue, Addressing Burnout in the Workplace. If this is your first time listening, welcome. The HR Rescue podcast provides business owners, new HR professionals, and HR Department of One with solutions and guidance on some of the most common HR issues. You can find us at hr-rescue.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Now let's get into today's episode. In 2019, the World Health Organization formally recognized burnout as an occupational phenomenon. The WHO defines burnout as a syndrome that results from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed and characterized by feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job, and reduced professional efficacy. Burnout is real, and it has real impacts on employee productivity and mental health within and outside of the workplace. Employees who say they very often or always experience burnout at work are 63% more likely to take a sick day, are 23% more likely to visit the emergency room, and are 13% less confident in their performance. Gallup reported in 2020 that 76% of employees experience burnout on the job, with 28% reporting feeling burned out at work very often or always, while another 48% reported feeling burned out sometimes. Chances are these numbers come as no surprise to harried HR professionals who know full well the level of stress and angst that exists in their workplaces. The rapid pace of change during the coronavirus crisis has made the problem worse. Constantly evolving work regulations and safety protocols have required employees to adjust to changes in how and where they work and disrupted the ability of workers to keep their work and home lives separate. Research on burnout during COVID-19 pandemic reported by the Harvard Business Review in February 2021 found 62% of employees globally reported experiencing burnout often or extremely often during the previous three months. Burnout can be an early sign that employees are experiencing mental health impacts. According to Gallup, the five factors that correlate most highly with employee burnout are unfair treatment at work, unmanageable workload, unclear communication from managers, lack of manager support, and unreasonable time pressure. Other factors that can contribute or lead to burnout include long working hours, not feeling appreciated, low pay, lack of autonomy or room for creativity in the workplace, lack of health benefits, toxic work environments, verbal abuse from clients, coworkers, or management, and unsanitary or unsafe working conditions. The coronavirus pandemic added additional stressors to this list, including the challenges of childcare and homeschooling children, the challenges of getting groceries and supplies, caring for a family member diagnosed with COVID-19, and worry about potential job loss, financial difficulties, and the possible illness of a death or loved one. Individuals suffering from burnout often may feel physically exhausted, sleep-deprived, tense, anxious, stuck, bored, angry, or resentful. Experts say that most of the definitions of burnout cluster around three con concepts, exhaustion, cynicism, and inefficacy. Exhaustion in and of itself is not necessarily bad. For example, someone can feel exhausted but be exhilarated if they're working on something they enjoy. But when it's accompanied by a sense of ineffectiveness, issues can emerge. When employees are exhausted, feel ineffective, and believe nothing they can do will better their results, they are perfectly poised to be at risk of burnout. 
There is a direct correlation between burnout and mental health, depression and anxiety over accompanying burnout, with many of the symptoms overlapping. According to the Mayo Clinic, ignored or unaddressed job burnout can have significant consequences, including excessive stress, fatigue, insomnia, sadness, anger, or irritability, alcohol or substance abuse, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and vulnerability to illnesses. When employees are suffering from burnout, anxiety, or depression, or other mental health issues, their ability to do their work diminishes. There is an important role for both HR professionals and managers to play when it comes to identifying and responding to signs of employee burnout. As the ones with the most direct interaction with employees, managers and supervisors play a crucial role in recognizing the signs of burnout among their staff members. Feelings of burnout manifest themselves in the workplace in a variety of ways, including showing up late or calling in sick more frequently, significant decrease in productivity or work quality, increase in small mistakes and errors, flippant or negative attitude or sarcasm, decreased willingness to help, decreased engagement in staff meetings, and tearfulness or anger and outbursts. The appearance of these signs is especially of concern among employees whose past performance and behaviors did not include such signs. Noticing these new behaviors should set off warning alarms for managers and supervisors, triggering them to act. Anxiety, depression, and other mental health conditions may be covered by a condition under either the Family and Medical Leave Act, FMLA, or the Americans with Disabilities Act, ADA, or both. Anxiety would qualify as a serious health condition under the FMLA if an employee requires inpatient care or continuing treatment by a health care provider. Anxiety or other mental conditions can qualify as a disability under the ADA if it substantially limits one or more of an employee's major life activities. Stress related to burnout, if medically supported, also would be a disability under the ADA, and employers would need to consider a reasonable accommodation. Often, reasonable accommodations in such circumstances require relatively minor adjustments to the work environment to make it possible for qualified employees with these psychological disabilities to perform the functions of their jobs. An employer, including supervisors and managers, should be careful not to make generalized assumptions about whether an individual's mental health condition rises to the level of being a serious health condition or of being a disability. Instead, approach each situation on a case-by-case basis. A burnout employee is one whose mental health is in danger. Over time, workplace burnout starts showing effects on an employee's well-being outside of the workplace, too. Particularly when an employee works from home, the line between work and home can blur very quickly, removing the opportunity for burnout employee to step away from work and take a much-needed break. It's crucial for the well-being of burnout employee that their manager or HR take action. The issue that many HR professionals and managers face when dealing with employees who may be suffering from burnout or related mental health issues is that they want to be compassionate and help, but are uncertain of how to go about it. Or they may fear being too proactive can lead to liability risks by appearing to regard the employee as disabled. In most circumstances, the best course of action to take is an indirect approach, with employees who seem to be suffering from burnout and related mental health conditions. Avoid making assumptions based on observations. Instead, interact with and get feedback from the employees who appear to be suffering from burnout. The first step is to become reasonably certain that what an employee is experiencing is burnout, following by helping the employee work on a technique to get out of burnout. 
techniques that will help them feel more effective. It is important for managers to focus the interaction on the employee's work or job. For example, are you feeling overworked? Rather than assuming a diagnosis, for example, you seem depressed, do you feel burned out? Focus on facts with respect to the employee's performance and ask if the employee wants to tell you anything or if there's something the employer can do to help them. Under the ADA, employees have the right to privacy related to mental health impairment or conditions they may have. With few exceptions, employers may not require that employees disclose these conditions. Where this disclosure might occur, though, is if an applicant is asked to take a medical exam prior to starting a job. But even in that case, according to the ADA, if this exam reveals psychiatric disability, the job offer can only be withdrawn if there is evidence that the person won't be able to do the essential functions of the job without an accommodation and can't be reasonably accommodated or the disability poses a real safety issue. The specter of workplace violence is very real these days, and employers, HR leaders, supervisors, and managers do need to be alert to the signs that an employee may represent a threat to themselves or others. Perhaps an employee is exhibiting strange behavior, being verbally or physically aggressive, or making threats. It may be rare, but when situations warrant, it's important to take proactive approach with these employees. In these cases, it's highly advisable to pull the employee in and talk about giving them time off and even potentially having them go out and get a medical exam. The ADA permits an employer to require an employee to submit to a medical exam that seeks information about physical or mental impairments if the employee poses a direct threat to themselves or others. Here are five steps to prevent burnout. Experts point out that the root causes of burnout are created at the organizational level. As such, it requires an organizational solution rather than placing the burden on the shoulders of the individuals who are suffering burnout. These five steps can help prevent burnout in an organization. Number one, train managers to help prevent burnout through communicating effectively, balancing workloads, fostering a positive employment environment, and providing growth opportunities, removing the barriers to employee success, and ensuring that employees feel supported. At the same time, remember that managers are also employees and need support from higher-ups to avoid management burnout. Number two, structure jobs with reasonable and realistic workloads and timelines and establish expectations and objectives that are manageable and engaging. This can help foster a sense of purpose that has been found to help defend against burnout, as well as increase an employee's level of engagement. Number three, foster teamwork and shared accountability in order to divide the workload allowing the employees to support one another and work together to solve challenges and meet goals. Increasing interactive work also removes the sense of disconnection and loneliness that can lead to depression and burnout. Number four, design the work environment to be safe, comfortable, and inviting by providing employees space to work, to gather for meetings or socialize, and to step away for quiet breaks. It also is critical to develop a culture of psychological safety at work, so that employees feel comfortable being themselves and expressing their needs. And number five, make well-being part of your workplace culture, helping employees to align and balance their physical and mental health, financial wellness, community involvement, and family and social relationships with their careers. Ongoing communication with employee population at large is a good way to ensure employees understand where they can seek assistance if they're suffering from burnout or related stress, anxiety, or depression. Effective employer communication is key to helping employees figure out what benefits can most 
enable them to make the best decisions for themselves and their families. Emphasize and remind employees at various times of the benefits offered and make sure that employees know about the insurance, benefits, and services like EAPs that are available to them, the details of the plans, and where to obtain additional information and guidance. Managers should be encouraged to have regular discussions with their employees, including reminding them that the manager is available to talk with them if an employee is feeling overwhelmed or overworked. Remind employees that it's better to communicate with someone and ask for help before deadlines get missed or performance problems develop. HR can remain alert to the signs of burnout in the workplace by doing regular mental health surveys and keeping tabs of general mood of the employees as they work. HR can also serve as a resource to managers to educate them about the signs of burnout and mental health issues, alert them to resources that may be available, and assist them in working with an employee to help address the signs and symptoms of burnout. Most importantly, HR professionals and managers need to listen to their employees and create an inclusive and safe space where employees are able to authentically express themselves. Then the employer needs to follow through by taking employees' concerns and proposals into consideration and creating conversations about those things that are not feasible. Awareness, communication, and a supportive environment can go a long way toward helping employees deal with the stressors around them at home and at work. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode of HR Rescue. Thank you to our podcast content contributors, the Expert HR editorial team. You can find out more information about Expert HR at www.experthr.com. The opinions expressed in this program do not present legal advice. The opinions expressed in this program do not represent legal advice nor should they necessarily be taken as the views of HR Shield or its employees.